Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was blue within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. The arcade was my church. Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown. It's just me this time because we don't have a guest lined up. There were about five... I've been talking to probably five serious, pretty high-profile guests. We've been trying to get schedules pinned down, and the interview I expected to do this week never came to fruition, and at this point, I'm not sure we're going to get to do that one at all. So, not a big deal. I'm. Uh, this came up in the Discord server, which we'll talk about in a minute, but somebody asked me, you know, who who do you approach you know, to find guests and, you know, what are you looking for? And and I said, you know, there was a time I had a pretty specific set of not requirements, but thing guidelines in mind, uh, people who I would approach. And the truth is more often people are starting to approach me on behalf of other people. I get to hear from the occasional PR person, the occasional book publisher, which I love. It's, it's an awesome way to, you know, continue the show. However, we have more stuff fall through, it seems like. It's it's a bit harder to catch people and work out schedules and get shows done. So we are going to get them done, but it's okay this time because we have some updates, some news. We have some uh, things you can definitely put into use right now. There's some free stuff out there you probably don't know about yet. There are some good things happening. So we're going to talk about some news. I'm going to keep it short, and you can get back to what you're doing, and we'll be back almost certainly with a guest next week. So, as I was mentioning, if you don't know yet, we have a Discord server for uh, CodeWritePlay.com. If you go to CodeWritePlay.com, you'll see it right on the homepage, and actually, I think you'll see it on every page because I think it's part of the uh, navigational theme now, a list of active users, which we're up to like 30, 25, 30 now, which is awesome. So, a lot of cool people doing things that you would probably find interesting. There are some Indie devs doing work on their game, you know, coming up on release. There are some streamers who are active, and uh, it's just a fun place to be if you're stuck next to the computer like many of us are. So be aware of that. If you are a Roku user, as many people are, we certainly are around here, Game Dev Breakdown actually has a Roku channel now, which is free. It's audio only, but it's a way to, you can open that up. And listen to the podcast if you want to put it on your TV in the background or something. Uh, this is something people have said that they would do uh, because some some people just like it for background noise. I got no problem with that, believe me. So I I came across a, a maintained GitHub project from Roku themselves for this exact purpose. So this wasn't a, exactly a feat of development on my part, but I found this, downloaded, I cloned it into a repository on my local machine customize the correct things there were a few little hiccups but i mean within like four hours we had a an approved channel up on roku which is awesome so um it's not super flashy but it works and i'm excited to have uh, another place people can hopefully find the show if in fact they're looking for something like that so uh, consider that if you might be able to use it and also if you have a roku channel or if you have a roku device and you wouldn't mind dropping a nice uh, five-star review. It's just a couple of button presses. 
that would be greatly appreciated also. That would help us get the word out and you know how important that is around here. So uh, consider that. Finally, I opened up a phone number for the show, which you can use. I may use it to do uh, guest interviews online through the web browser because sometimes I'll have somebody who really, really strongly prefers to do an interview over the phone. But what else I'm going to use that for is that phone number is published on the site. I'll also give it to you here, and you can call that or text that anytime. It's not going to ring on my phone. I'll just get a, um, a notification if you leave a voicemail or a text. And uh, if, if it's something funny or interesting or compelling in some way, like it may be on the, the podcast. So keep in mind, if you do, if you do want to leave a voicemail, I may play it on, on here unless you ask me not to, and that's fine too. But uh, it's an opportunity for you to send something or say something or text something and uh, bring up topics, leave feedback. That's whatever. That phone number is 812-682-0336. Again, it's 812-682-0336. That is the new official Game Dev Breakdown phone number which uh, leave the show a voicemail. This is something podcasts do. It's I want to make clear it's not the same thing as when like celebrities say like oh text me at this thing and they register you for like newsletters or something. I'm never going to reply to this at all. Not in text. Not in voicemail. The only version of a response I would do is on the podcast. And I will not give away any phone numbers to anyone. I will not sell anything. It's it's actually, it's just a Google Voice number. So it's not part of any marketing program or anything like that. I, I don't want anything to do with anyone's data ever, forever. Amen. Uh, just uh, feel free to call the show. And uh, every once in a while, maybe, like if a lot of people do it, I'll do episodes where we just play interesting messages or, you know, I'll, you know, play some and and address some, but that's, that's just an option you have just to kind of keep up with the times. Cause for whatever reason that seems popular, I don't, I don't get it, but if you want to call the show, call the show, that, that'd be totally fine. If you follow me on social media, you know that I went on a few rants here in the last week or two, but I don't think they were very controversial. So I'm just going to let you know sort of what the points were and sort of address a couple of things that happened. One, one thing that seemed to strike a chord with folks was I said that game development belongs to indies. And what I mean is, if you're on Twitter, for example, don't fall into the trap of like worshiping the big accounts with the blue check marks and stuff, because these guys spend a lot more time and effort either chasing that verification or chasing that giant following, that next book deal, that TV show, or whatever it is. Uh, they spend a lot more time on that than actually concerned about anything going on with the community or anything about actually developing games. Now, I mean, there are exceptions to that case and even accounts that I interacted with on a regular basis. But like, I, coming from a journalism background, have a big issue with the way people use big platforms. That's important to me. And when I find examples of people being careless and I question people in a polite and unassuming manner and they respond very poorly to that, that's sort of an indicator to me that people really need to be careful who you're listening to. I'm not going to like throw direct shade and name names. I'm, I'm past that. I'm done with that. I'm done with those people and done shining more of a spotlight onto people who are, uh, Care, absolutely careless. I'm, I'm just past this, and some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm over it. I don't care. I'm moving on. After that little interaction that happened with me on Twitter from my, my personal account, 
soon after, we, just as it happened, we spun the uh, the new Game Dev Pod Game Dev Breakdown Twitter account off of the CodeWrite Play account. So it's got its own podcast account. Since I kind of started from scratch a little bit with, a, I don't know, like a two or three follower account, we've grown up to about 300 now and really spent time focused on people who are actively posting evidence of their development, their screenshots, their stuff like that, and really sort of shifted gears to focus on what those people were doing, what I'm personally doing. I'm working hard on stuff. I don't have a big following. I don't have a book deal. I don't have anything. This podcast does nothing but cost money, which is fine. I'm happy to do it. But uh, the point is, if, if I want anything to turn any heads, I've got I've to work hard and do something. So, you know, if I say something, it just it, it drifts into outer space. I'm lucky to have a little bit of a following, but, you know, I, I can't I can't just influence the entire community. Uh, I could solve a big problem. And barely anyone would know. And I'm not worried about that in the slightest. But I've found that it's a much more positive experience if you use Twitter to actually interact with people who are doing the work that you're doing. That's not something I see from some of the people I have issues with. Uh, they spend a lot more time interested in politics, interested in uh, sharing very wacky ideas about, like, it's it's such a convenient thing to be sort of past, sort of over the hump of popularity. Like, now you have a following, and you get to say whatever bizarre thing comes into your brain. I don't think anybody should follow these certain rules anymore. I don't think anybody should be worried about certain laws. Like, dude, if you get sued tomorrow, you just hire a fancy lawyer and make everything go away. The rest of us have concerns. The rest of us have to do things and play the game and get to where we're trying to get. It's It doesn't have to be as complicated as all that. The point is, let's let the community be the center of attention. Let's let's let the activity, the art form, the, you know, the screenshot Saturday and the indie dev hour, let's let that be the star. You know what I mean? Like let's let's lift one another up instead of all coming together to try to lift one or two or three people up who have no real interest in what's going on at this level. And I I can't really apologize for that stance, especially when uh I've had the the interactions that I've had with some of these people. It's why I never pursue and never accept appearances from some of these people with these giant accounts. Like, you have enough of a platform. Like, let's let the rest of us get to work. And let's let the rest of us identify some new people who deserve some attention and some new projects that are more than worthy of celebrating and not just accepting as the de facto, you know, champion of whatever. Let's let's really get back to the purpose of all of this because otherwise the entire game dev, you know, hashtag and community on Twitter is a giant waste of time. It's it's basically dead on Facebook as it is. Let's not kill it on Twitter. The community could be so beneficial and so helpful for so many people. All we have to do is not ruin it on its own merits, a good and beneficial thing. We just have to not screw it up. So that's kind of my rant on that. I'm not going to do too much more ranting about the Playdate thing, but somebody did ask me, ask me about it, like, hey, are you really over this thing already? And the answer is yes. I no longer give a crap about the Playdate because of how they handled it. When it first came out, everybody went, I don't know, this sounds like this very expensive little gadget, and it sounds like they're just going to put a few games on it, not let anyone else do anything. And my if you want to do that, that's fine. But my issue is they kind of came back at everybody and went, no, 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 
this is going to be this big open thing and it's going to be, you know, we welcome hobbyists and other developers and, and, you know, there should be a community around it. And we're going to have an SDK that we're going to push out. And I went, oh, really? Okay, well, that's interesting. We're going to support Lua scripting, which is very approachable. I was excited. I said, okay, great. This sounds good to me. And I did what everyone else did. I registered for news about the SDK. I registered for, I prepaid. I, I put in my credit card information like almost everyone else did to try to buy a development kit, which was going to be an incomplete, not ready for retail version of the play date. I was going to pay for that and they, they were not cheap. I gave them payment info. They gave away next to none of these things. You can tell because you can only find a few people who actually have these uh, development kits out in the wild now. They've been shipped. Almost no one got one. They said it was totally at random, but there are some strong indicators that that wasn't completely the case. And now, even though they did a couple of development streams showing how to get started on Playdate development, after these streams that showed people, and, and I reshared it, I was like, hey, I'm... I've pulled a total 180 on this. I think this is going to be a great system. I can't wait to get started. And then I went, by the way, when's the SDK come out? Um, any day now. We don't know yet. It's not It's not quite ready yet. And then as the days went on and more people asked, they kept going like, uh, you know, we're not quite ready for it. And then they got pushed further out to like, you know, we're not sure when it's going to be yet. And then that turned into, here's what that turned into. That turned into like, we would like to have it out before the retail launch. And then that turned into like, we would like to have that available to people one day. Now they, first of all, they don't know when retail is going to be. But now it, it looks all but certain to me that the SDK is not going to be out before the retail thing, which means hobbyists and third party developers don't really have a chance. Because Playdate is going to curate their own game bundles and, and their service and everything. And I don't really think anyone else is going to have much of an opportunity opportunity to make a game to distribute on the Playdate. So it was going to be such a risk in the first place. You have no idea. You have no idea what the reception is going to be like for the Playdate. You don't know how... I don't think they've said anything about what the... Um, what the revenue split's going to be like or what the development terms are going to be like. It's such a risk to be even worried about making a Playdate game. And now they've just made it this much worse. So I really, I really am. I'm 100% over the Playdate. Not going to happen. They could offer me one tomorrow. They could offer to come on the podcast. None of it's going to happen. That's it. I'm, it's, it's not out of spite. That's out of common sense. I'm trying to be practical with my time, and I want to be very careful not to encourage anybody to waste their time. And I've already done too much of that. If you want to make a cool Lua game, there's Pico 8. If you want to do something you can ship and make money, there's Love 2D. You don't need Playdate for anything. Make a, you know, you can make a, a small handheld system out of, uh, what, a Raspberry Pi? And there, there are several versions of that kind of thing where you can just load your own software you've got buttons you've got a screen you don't what do we need this thing for if they if they had made it approachable and they had really made it inclusive i would be very interested they didn't actually do any of that maybe they're trying it didn't work i'm past it moving on mixer is going away this is more news than rant but it's also partially rant because me and my buddy matt i'm gonna have matt on as soon as he's ready he's gonna come back and do another show but 
Uh, Mixer is going away because Microsoft is just abandoning the thing by the side of the road. They're shutting it down. They're trying to push everybody to Facebook gaming. That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. I know they weren't going to partner with Twitch because they competed with Twitch. There was a lot of bad blood. So they were never going to tell us, hey, go back to Twitch. But now these people who took the risk, went over to Mixer, tried to build up a following, those people are completely screwed. You always had the option to do Facebook gaming. There are no gamers on Facebook. Facebook is increasingly your aunt, your grandmother, and your racist uncle. Like, there are no gaming gaming fans left on Facebook. I can't promote Code Right Play on Facebook. Nobody cares. It's I can buy ads. I can do anything I want. No one is watching. So to do Facebook gaming is ridiculous. And so really the question is going to be, do you want to quit? Do you want to go back to Twitch? Or do you want to go to, what, YouTube? Those are, I mean, those are really your options. So it, it bugs me, but <laughs> clearly I will no longer be doing Mixer streams. I might, <sighs> I might try to go back to Twitch with my buddy Matt sometime, but man, not a lot of options left there. Here's something upbeat. I'm going to try to get a digital magazine started through the website. This is something that started as a community discussion on Twitter. Uh, I, I basically asked, would anyone read this? Would anyone be interested in this? Is this a crazy idea I'm having, or am I in touch somewhat with reality? And people were very enthusiastic, like, yeah, please do this. Everybody misses Nintendo Power. Everybody misses the golden age of magazines. Gaming magazines and development magazines don't work because they take a lot of people to do. They take money to do, and they don't make enough of it back. However, much like games, if you can make a smaller team make it work, well, then maybe it is worth it, and the best ones do very well. So... It's, it's not that this has to make a million dollars, but if this is doable and people enjoy it, it'll be a fun way to uh, get the word out about some stuff. Basically, I want to have news and discussion and content available anywhere people are looking for it. So, you know, if, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'd love to be on the podcast sometime and I can't fit you there, maybe I can do a write-up on the website, help get the word out, just help you out. If I can't do, get time to do that, maybe I can put you in you know, a list of upcoming cool projects for indies in the magazine. There, there are a lot of different ways to do things, so I think ultimately that helps everybody, but I've already done a couple of interviews that I'm writing up. I ran into some unbelievable stories that I get to share. I'm so excited. Uh, people who should have books and movies made about them, but we can start somewhere, right? So I've got a couple of things I'm very excited to write up. And I don't know how long this is going to take. I've never tried anything like this before. I've been an editor at blogs and websites. I've done editing for the podcast, needless to say. But acting as editor-in-chief of a magazine is going to be a lot different. So I'm going to do that. I'll update you guys on how it's going and probably share some funny stories about my own mistakes. But I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. Not devoting a ton of time to it, but every chance I get, I do a little something for it, try to get, you know, one or two more steps in the right direction, and that will eventually come to fruition, and I will let you guys know how to find it, you know, and, and where it's going to be. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I think I'm going to call it Inside Indie Dev, or Inside Game Dev. Yeah, it was, it was, in, <laughs> it was Inside Game Dev. That was the name I came up with, uh, because that doesn't seem to be anything already, so... That made sense to me. 
Other good news, uh, Unity Learn, which was before it was a premium tutorial thing and and place to get live help for indie licenses above like the free license, the Unity free. Unity Plus and Unity Pro would get access to these really cool tutorials. I just did one for the first time the other day. You basically open up Unity and it runs you through lessons, but you're inside the actual editor. So you get to like change things and add things to scenes and manipulate stuff as it's teaching you what these things are and, and what you're doing during that time. It's a really cool feature and they just made it free for everyone and they say that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. So if you're a Unity user and you have not looked at Unity Learn, they've got all different levels. Probably just about everybody can benefit from some of the content there. So do check that out. They're doing that because of like the COVID thing and people are working from home and trying to learn remotely. They're making access to to the experts available. They're, they're doing all the great things and you should definitely check that out at Unity's website. Another great free thing. I got a... Let me see, I'm going to pull up this press release. I got an email after a press release was put out about a uh, studio called Kitbash 3D. K-I-T Bash 3D. They, it says, you know, you know how press releases read, but it says the most advanced company in the field of 3D assets for movies and video games. Uh, basically what happened was they won a, I think they won a grant from Epic. Is that right? Is that right? Let me see. Yeah, they got an Epic Games mega grant. And to celebrate, they say they're giving away $3 million worth of premium game assets for free. Now, I don't know how much of that is like buzzwordy or what, but they emailed me specifically because they're giving away something called the Utopia Kit, which they normally sell for like a couple hundred bucks. Uh, these guys apparently make... 3D props and uh, 3D objects and stuff for movies, for high-end games. They're the real deal, and they're giving away a bunch of stuff to just anybody who wants it. So if you are if you think you might benefit from some free assets, I know I'm on the hunt for good assets to use in projects all the time. Look up the Bright Art Dark Times campaign from Kitbash 3D, and uh, look for the Utopia kit specifically. You'll get a bunch of free, cool assets that they use. These guys have worked with, um, they've got an awesome list of people, including Disney, Fox, Marvel, HBO, Ubisoft, EA, 2K, and Tencent. So, like, they've done big, big business. So, it was uh, very nice of them to send me heads up about this, and now I'm sending the heads up to you, and uh, enjoy that. Let me know. Let me know about the good stuff you find in that, because I'm very interested in it and might not get to check it out myself for a little while. But I'm very curious about what comes in that. So check that out. And uh, there were some other topics from social, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on this note. Quick shout out to our buddy Michael Hicks, who has been on the show before. He's an indie from the Midwest here. I've met him in person a couple of times and uh, just very nice dude. He came out with an album with one of his buddies and made like, like a hybrid game for it. Apparently this is like very... Uh, unusual project but it's it's on the ps4 and it it just like topped the ps4 new releases on metacritic like he it actually went among players and among people like user ratings it, it would like topped the new 
PS4 releases and it's like number 10 of all time on Metacritic or something. He really, really blew everybody away with this thing. So props to Michael Hicks that everything that dude touches turns to gold. You want to talk about going back to that question from earlier. What do I look for in guests? I look for, for people who have found a gift in some way. Like this dude, since before he turned 18, he was making games that got hundreds, hundreds of thousands of downloads. I mean, he's shipped like a million, million five products uh, in his short career so far. Like that dude has, has got it figured out. So Go learn from that guy and uh, and tell him congrats on an awesome release. I'm going to hang it up for the weekend right there. We will come back next week with a guest. Keep in mind, you can check out everything we do at CodeWritePlay.com. Subscribe if you haven't. Leave us a nice review. Get in touch with us on social media. The new Twitter account is at GameDevPod. That's where GameDevBreakdown specifically is on Twitter. So look for that. I will bring you guys more more good stuff next week and uh, take care. Talk to you soon. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds idiotic to me.